Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Storytelling Secrets. Hey, it is Jules Dan here. Hope you enjoy my last episode about deconstructing that $3 million story. If you haven't, I would highly recommend you go back to it. It is just gone up to the one of the most downloaded episodes. Very surprised by that. And that is a signal to me that you guys are enjoying that content. And I actually really enjoy producing that. So be on the look around for that. Anyways, so what I got on the agenda today is that I actually just had a training, a three-day training inside my Facebook group, Storytelling Secrets with Jules Dan, of course. And what I did was that I wanted to teach people inside the group how to craft a story. There is a bit of a, a technique to it as well. You don't just go dive straight in and just tell all your heart's desires to you know, make the audience cry or whatnot. There's, there's a science and there's an art to it. And what I'm going to be sharing with you today is probably about a 12-minute snippet of, a tr- of the training that I thought was the most actionable and the most valuable. And that is, especially if you are struggling to write the story, if you're sitting on a Google Doc and the blink is just, and the blink is just going, bloop, 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 and you can't get the thought out, this podcast is going to help you figure it out. Okay, the secret all comes down to an interview and within this podcast episode, I'm going to show you exactly what you actually need for someone to interview you, the right questions to ask and what some of the prerequisites that you need so you can get some absolute gold out of your interview. Anyways, enjoy the podcast episode from my Facebook group. See you then. Um, Okay, so let me first tell you a story about what not to do as an interviewer. Okay, so back when I was doing focused entrepreneur radio if you saw me yesterday you were us talking about that my first podcast and so i was interviewing this a-list author and i noticed this one thing about him i had spent ages trying to get him i jumped through all these hoops three pre-interviews um spoke to his assistant several times and i was on the interview and he was constantly i don't know my phone with okay so he was oh here we go he was constantly doing this Uh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, looking at his monitor at the same time. Are you serious? <laughs> Are you serious? Okay. So what this means is that <laughs> he had zero attention, right? And despite him having a mega list and emailing his list, it was one of the least downloaded podcasts I had. Why? It's because he wasn't paying attention. Okay. He wasn't in it. There just wasn't that flow in that conversation. So there are three prerequisites that you need to have to have an awesome interview. And I want to tell you through them. Number one is that you need to have a quiet space. You cannot have a noisy space, distractions everywhere. Okay. It is super important that you two are in a quiet space. Number two is that you have their undivided attention and you have their undivided attention. You can't be like that author who was distracted the whole time it won't work because you will not build that rapport with them like me and him and I just before and that leads me to my second point you need to have a little bit of rapport before you hit go now I had my storytelling secrets podcast launch come out like a week ago and one thing I made sure before I had to uh, interview all the guests I hadn't really spoken to them more than once. And I, I know from experience that just like exercise, you need to warm up. You need to do 
uh, you know, lighter exercise, movement, get the blood flowing. That way it's a lot easier to get into your working sets, okay? It's the same way with a conversation with someone. I did not just go hit record and then just start yapping to them about um, stories and stuff. I asked them about, how's it going? What's going on? Like, what's going on today? Just a little bit of rapport, warm them up a little bit and you'll get that chemistry going. And that is what I mean. Chemistry is what all counts, okay? You'll see the interviews were a very structured Q&A. So very serious. And there's not, there's not much gold that comes out. When you hear some of the podcasts that are very, uh, you know, somewhat conversational, you know, there's chemistry, they're bouncing off each other, they're laughing. It's a really good conversation, isn't it? And so I want you to think about the time you're on the dance floor and you're like, oh, yeah, booking it out, your friends. And then they just walk away. And then what happens is that you're with these other people around you and you're just awkwardly dancing like this. You know why? Because they're strangers. There's awkwardness and you just don't have that chemistry involved. Who has been in a club like that before? Who's been dancing before and you've ever felt like that? <laughs> I definitely have. The best bits of my podcast are the rapping beforehand. <laughs> Very good. Okay. When I said pay attention, you also need to pay attention to their body language. Okay, so when I started group fitness coaching two years ago, I started PTing four years ago, but group fitness coaching two years ago, this is me. And I'd be full of energy, explain really quickly, I'd gloss over the demonstrations, like, all right, so this is what we're doing. We're gonna do squats over here and burpees over there and then push-ups here and then do, 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 just bang through the whole whiteboard. And what happened next? People would be asking constantly, wait, what exercise is this? People were going in different directions in the circuit. There'd be pileups on the same station. It was just, it was just chaos. <laughs> it was not good. And so what I did was I went to Toastmasters to fine tune my presentation skills. And it was there that I learned something very valuable. And that was to read the crowd and slow down. Now, what do I mean by that? So I was in the middle of the class. I used this opportunity to, to take advantage of my Toastmasters lessons. And I'd explain, I'd slow down, that was important. And then I'd look around the room and there are people who have this, oh yeah, I get this. And there are people who are like, oh, I, don't, I don't get this. And so I would spot these different facial expressions. Yeah, I get it. No, I, no, I don't really get it. And so what I would do is, I would ask these people who I would ask these people who had that really, I don't really get it look. Hey, John, do you, do you understand um, how many seconds we're staying on this station for? No. Okay. So, and then I'd explain it differently to them. I didn't just parrot it back to them. I'd say it differently. And that brings me to my next point because every great interviewer, they read the language, body language and they understand how to paraphrase, okay? And paraphrasing is powerful because it clarifies exactly what the storyteller is thinking. You don't want to leave anything up for interpretation, all right? So here is an example. I want to run you through 
a conversation that I had with Ruth. She was one of my clients and she was telling me her story. And I want to give you a really good sort of show a case study, quick case study showing you how this can actually work in action, how you can take what they said in a big chunk and then paraphrase it into one or two sentences to clarify their thoughts. So let's get this. Like, you know, like when, when people don't immediately accept your book for a publication, or even if it's people don't just jump to buy your course, it's all of a sudden like, maybe I'm not good enough for this, or who would want to read my book? Or who would, you know, like, who am I to say that I have advice to give to other people? It was more like these limiting beliefs. And then for me, it was just saying, like, switching that around and being like, if you're having these limiting beliefs, are you, are you following the process that we set out as far as, like, what you're doing emotionally and mentally to make sure that you're in the right space? And she's like, well, not particularly. And so then we kind of realize, okay, well, the reason that you're having that is because you're looking at what other people are doing, what other people are saying, comparing yourself to other people, yep. and you're not practicing what you're doing. Right. So she was on the right track. She believed what you were doing, but then she went back to her old ways and stopped practicing the foundations yeah. of what your coaching program was there to help fix in the first place. Exactly. And then doing the whole comparison, uh, looking at other people, which the whole point of the one of the big points of the program is just challenging yourself and looking into it just only at you. So did you see how I paraphrase back to Ruth here? So really simplifying what she said, asking back in a different way so she could clarify her thoughts. Now, why is this powerful? Especially when you're telling stories to content on stage or anywhere else, no one hate everyone hates a waffler. <laughs> everyone hates it when people waffle on and on and on. Okay. You you kind of want it is is important to paint the details, but if we could just tell what she explain what she said in that one paragraph into two sentences and then build stories upon like that, it's way more powerful. Cool. So it is really important. So when I was interviewing her, it was a video call. Now you want to pay attention to their faces, to that I get me look like we hadn't like in my exercise class people who say yes i understand this okay when you get that look it means it's a hundred percent authentic when you get the i don't get it it's okay just try again and ask differently and when you see their body language change and their face light up it means you've got a good answer okay so just to clarify we need to go paraphrase and cl and clarify their responses pay attention to their body language and their facial expressions. Okay, finally, how do we, what do we ask in the interview? Oh, geez, I'll be leading up. See, it's like a lot of prep work you gotta do before you actually jump straight into an interview. Okay, we're gonna follow the hero's two journeys. So I'm gonna give you these questions after. So it's important that you don't go by the script 100%, okay? These are just a guide and you do need to go over these, but I do not want you to just read the script and then ask the next question, read the script and ask the next question, okay? So you do need a structure of figuring out their backstory, their desires. We're using that PQR too. So you're figuring out, maybe you can ask a few internal desires, like why did you really wanna you know, um, tell a story for your business? Um, and then they'll be like, oh, cause I wanted to, you know, like get more followers. Like, why do you want more followers? And then that brings my next point. You need to be genuinely curious in what they have to say. 
So just a quick structure, what do we have to go through? The desires, the wall, the epiphany that they had, that aha moment, the plan they had, the conflict they had. This is really important. So their old self who wanted change is at that point where their, their reptilian brain's like, I don't want to change. And then the new self is like, yes, I want to change. I need this. And it's this real identity shift that happens in the storyline and it becomes a must, not I should do this. There's an achievement and the transformation, the old person, the old self, the old customer, you know, they, they completely blown their expectations to something they hadn't and they're really happy with it. Or there's a really good picture like this inside of expert secrets. So if you've read this book, highly recommend you go back over it. But as a role as an interviewer, it's, it's your job to not just read questions. It's your job to slow them down and to paint every detail. And if someone's interviewing you, get them to slow down and get them to make you paint every single detail inside of the story. Now you need to ask them, why were you feeling that way? That is so, so important. So why is this important? Okay, who knows this guy? I know a few of you guys in the comments know this guy. His name is Jamie Atkinson, okay? So I was helping him with his story extraction. And if you know Jamie, he's a hella excited guy. He's just like, hey guys, I'm here, it's Jamie Atkinson. I'm like, it's like kudos, respect. But the problem is that when I was interviewing him, it was just, oh, it was so hard to slow him down and paint the details. So what I remember there's a one point where he was just going jumping from desires to walls, the epiphany. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, we're going to go back one minute. And I remember I was just saying to him, I had to, I'm like, he kept talking, kept talking. I had to burst in. I had to burst in. I'm like, I'm sorry to interrupt. Why did that happen? And he's like, duh, 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 duh. and kept going. I'm like, no, 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 no. Why did that happen for that? Why did that happen? And I kept following up. Why, why, why? I want those details. And that's what makes you an attractive character. It's what makes your customer success story and attractive character as well. Because they, if your customer, you can really understand why they were feeling the way they were before they came to you, or why they were feeling a struggle during the journey when they were working with you. That is matching so many bullet points in your future clients' minds. You have no idea. <laughs> you are literally reading their mind. Okay, so while it's important to let people speak, like I said, and not interrupt, it's vital you stop them for this sort of interview. If it's a podcast interview, like maybe not, but for this story extraction, stop them or get someone to stop you and ask why. Mate, I made that clear enough. Okay, number two, where did this happen? What did it look like? We are painting the picture. We are not telling the story. We are painting the story. Okay, we, feelings are one sense. Okay, humans have five senses. What are they? We've got sight, sound, smell, touch, we've really done feeling, and taste. Okay, how can you incorporate those different components inside of your story? All right. Hey, like I said, get them to paint the picture. Don't have to be poetic, but at least describe the setting, the smells, the context, the vibe of the room, the energy of the space. That really matters. Then I want you to describe your old self in three words. And I want you to describe your new self in three words. Okay. So 
If your PQR2 research links up with your ideal customer's old three words, you can tell a story that demonstrates transformation for your dream customer. Okay, so if you link up their old three words with what they were thinking, I'll, I'll clarify this again. If you, if you label the three words correctly from your research, what they were feeling like, what they are feeling like before they have a transformation, and then you accurately describe the three words that they want to become inside of a story, that's powerful. And we're not manipulating, okay? We're, we're mining, in a sense, for the right feelings and emotions your customer has in the past, in the present, and what they want in the future. Does that make sense? Well, I hope that did make sense to you. And in case it didn't, I'm going to wrap it up into a little bit of a summary for you so you can understand it. So when you cannot sit down and write, I want someone to interview you. And it needs to be someone you have a bit of rapport with and have a bit of a conversation before, get some like a warm up, like for an exercise, talk a little bit, then get straight into your interview. But you want to make sure you're in a quiet space and you're paying attention to each other. No phones, no distractions, anything else. That is the first step. Number two is when someone's interviewing you, they need to read your body language. So understanding if they get that, it wouldn't. You ask them a question by paraphrasing back to them so you can condense what they're saying. You want to make sure if someone's interviewing yourself or you're interviewing a success client that they've got this look of, yes, I understand, I get what you're saying. Avoid the uh, the confused look. If you confuse, you lose. And that's really important. And the last sort of things is that I've given you a script there. I won't go through the whole thing of the eight sort of story structure questions, but it's really important as the interviewer to follow up. Why did this happen? Why were you feeling this way? It really, you want to paint the details a little bit more. The room, the setting, how they're feeling inside, what the sort of physical pain were they feeling, mental pain, that sort of stuff. The second thing you want to definitely ask them is tell about the senses, sight, smell, taste. Like I just said, paint the picture a little bit more. And the third one is to describe how they were feeling before in three words and then how they felt afterwards in three words. And you really want to try and create three words that will match your dream, customer, avatars, hopes, dreams, frustrations, desires, all those sort of things. And if you're not sure how to do that, well, you should come join the Facebook group. What a segue, right? So you should definitely come join the Facebook group. The whole training will go into that sort of research part, but this is the actual takeaway. You can go get started with a story right now. If you don't know how to write, go grab a friend you've got some good rapport with and you can get started. Anyways, guys, that is all for today. I will see you next week, Storytelling Secrets. It's going to be Monday in the US, Tuesday in Australia. I will be, just so you know, publishing twice a week. Uh, Not normally going to do two solo shows like this. I will actually be getting a guest next week. Her name is Chris Ward. So looking forward to seeing you for one-on-one time, you or me, uh, next week on Monday. See you then.